Welcome to the B&B Show, Medical Marketing Live. This is AMI Today's Medical Marketing Live Show. And uh, as always, every single week, we're, tro- we're basically showing up to bring you the latest in healthcare marketing, promotion, branding, and creating better reach into your community. And so uh, today, Buck is on a plane landing in Vegas, so I'm not sure he's going to be able to chime in. He may try to, to get back in here at the end of this, but he's literally just on the runway. And today's show, I actually have a very precise training for you guys. So each of you has gone through the process of identifying roughly what your ideal patient is. And so today's show is all about refining and actually finding that perfect patient and how to attract more of them. And I've discovered over the past 15 years that very few practices actually do this. And I'm going to show you an exercise that if you do this, even just once, this will be one of the most priceless activities and exercises you can do in your practice to find that perfect patient and create a super magnet with all of the content your team creates from today on to attract them in droves. So I see there's a lot more people uh, starting to chime in on live. So if you any questions you guys have as we're going through this, I want you to go ahead and type in the chat box because I want this to be an engaging conversation for you. So today I'm going to jump right into it so that you get the most benefit out of this and I want to honor your time. Today, what I'm going to be going over is finding and developing this perfect persona of your absolute ideal patient that's already attracted to your office. So this would be somebody that is already the the person that's lining up to your practice for the services that you offer. They started on a care plan or package of service that you offered readily and easily. They're the type of person that refers regularly to your office and it's a joy to work with these people. So your medical team loves to work with this particular person because of the way that they interact, the, the way that the positivity they bring, however they fit into your culture. I'm going to make this a little bit bigger so it fits on your screen as well. All right. So you guys that are on mobile, I'm sorry. You'll have to watch this later on the replay. So what we're going to do, I want to see if you can type in chat box if you've already developed something like this, and this is called the patient avatar. And there's many, many different recipes of how to do this. However, it's not based on data. And if you've been tuning into the BNB show, we're all about data. And I'm gonna show you exactly where to get the data to find this perfect persona for your practice. So this is basically a summary of what we're actually gonna be building today and walk you through the steps you need to create this. So the the problem that I see in healthcare marketing is that most practices have a very vague message that goes out broadly. So this big net that goes out to your community, but you don't necessarily attract your ideal client and you don't attract them in droves. You attract many people, they're tire kickers. Some people are amazing. Some people that don't live in the area. And so this wide net, if you're regularly casting this wide net, you never have control over the people that you're attracting. However, if you're able to segment that target audience to very specific person, you will attract droves of that person. Now, this is not to say that you need to have 
only one persona or one avatar. You should have many of these. But what I'm seeing, this is the most common thing that I see is that most practices have such a broad net that they've never done this exercise. So I'm not gonna show you the steps necessary to build the persona, but I'm gonna show you exactly how to get that information. So this, I can find anywhere. This is something that we've developed and created over time. If you're an AMI client, this is in your core training modules and the basic marketing, basics marketing series, I believe it's number two. And I'm gonna give you a piece of that here today so you guys get a sense of that exercise, but it'll be something that you can take and actionably use in your practice right away. All right, so without further ado, I'm gonna go right into this. And literally, this is the recipe for you guys. So what I wanna do first, we're gonna define a couple things. So this buyer persona is a semi-fictional character that represents your ideal customer. So this is not for any other practice. This is gonna be specific for your practice, your area, your city, the demographic that's already attracted to your office. So this is the ideal customer's demographics, their psychodemographics, their behavior patterns, their motivations, pain points, challenges, interests, goals, even where they hang out online. How would you, gonna, how would you like to have that information at your fingertips? I'm gonna show you exactly the three things you need to do to get that and you can get it today. You can actually start collecting that this afternoon if you wanted to. So also, uh, we want to find out how they found you and what they evaluated, what went through their mind when they chose your practice. This is critically important because we're handling problems that we don't know exist. We're making these up. And so if your objections and challenges to a patient starting care or actually coming into the office even to find out even more about your practice, those challenges and barriers to, that they have to overcome, we're mocking those up in our heads. And so wouldn't you like to know exactly what the real reason is and already be able to handle that in your marketing and promotional message? So we're going to be building a persona for several different segments of your target audience, but I'm, you'll need to do that. I'm not going to be doing that, but I'll show you the exact steps you need to use to do that. So uh, if you guys are tuning in right now, uh, we're going to be going over. This is going to be a full exercise. It'll take probably 35 minutes for me to go through this. This will be something you want to watch over and over again, because I promise you, if you've used this exercise, you will get a big bump in your marketing reach. So uh, this is just an example. If we found the data, found all this exact precise information for your practice, then say one of the things we discovered is that we actually attract many athletic males, and we go through and we want to isolate and really find through the information we found, what is the activity that they like? And this example would be a male that enjoys weekend golf. So we're gonna go through all the data that we're gonna gather today and we're gonna aggregate it and we're gonna mesh and really synthesize that information to come up with, we're gonna boil it down to this one person. So if you take all this information and boil it down, and make this persona is what we call it. That's what we're going to, that's going to be the product of what we're trying to do. Cause we want to then create all of our marketing message towards if you're speaking to that person. So in my practice, one of the, the boiling points I found, I attracted the 36 to 38 year old athletic male. They're boiled down to being an engineer that earned about $47,000 a year. 
and they liked aggressive weekend activities like rock climbing, mountain biking, and even hockey. And I discovered that because I boiled down all the information. And there's many, many, many other points we're going to get to today. But just as an example, my main target, my main persona was the 42-year-old professional female that was recently married or in a long engaged relationship, earned $42,000 per year. They held uh, advanced degrees from college. They didn't have any children. They uh, participated in yoga. They went to these three shops. Is literally a perfect picture of the type of person I wanted to attract. The colors that communicated to them, the places that they shopped, the places that they were already attracted to. And then I mimicked some of the, the things that they liked in my messaging, in my copy, in my, the colors that I used, in the fonts that I used. So it fully communicated that person. So it created more of a magnet. So that's what happens when you create a persona. You create this precise promotional marketing piece that gets their attention and will entice them because those are the things that they're interested in. Not just the look of it, but also the offer that you're, you're bringing to them, the message that's going to help them with their activity or their, their unwanted health condition and how they can take action. Because you already know the obstacles that they have for coming into the office just to have a consultation. So in this example, I had Dan, the 54-year-old professional executive who's a weekend warrior, father of three, enjoys a relaxing round of golf with his buddies from work, uh, has consecutive has conservative political views and enjoys summer Home Depot backyard projects. Now, where would that information come from? So we're going to go through, I'm going to show you the only way to actually get the precise data that you need and where you can get that. So whenever we get this persona, we've built this, call it like a play card if you'd like to. We're going to take that information and all the future content that you create you're gonna reflect off these different play cards. So one of the things you may create when you're putting out your Facebook posts, your Instagram stories, any YouTube facts, videos, or frequently asked question, or should ask questions or tips that you want to actually picture that you're speaking to this Dan, this 54 year old professional executive and the way that you speak to him activities that they like, just having that in mind, like literally like you're talking to your camera to that particular person. And so then you shift to your next persona and you would create a different piece that would be communicating. In my example to that 38 year old professional female that enjoys something like yoga and botanical spa and hiking with her girlfriends and tea. So this Imagine I'm speaking just to that person, two completely different messages. They're going to look a lot different, but that net is very tight. So it's going to communicate exactly to that person. So I put in here this example, this creates instant affinity, just that attraction and, and that uh, just the overall magnetism towards your practice, towards your brand. So the, this content creation we're going to go through, this is in a ton of the different modules that have been built with AMI in our core marketing program. So if you're integrated practice, uh, or you're already integrated, we have modules that we go through, our, our consultants go through and find out of the 90 plus modules, which ones that your practice doesn't have in place yet, and then gives you a customized implementation plan and you go through these modules and get them in place 
so that you achieve a particular standard level of flow into your practice and then standard level of conversion in your practice and a standard level of retention in your practice. So that you have the expectation of what your practice should be producing overall for results and also for its bottom line, its income. So that's a little, little uh, podium stand there. But if you're interested, definitely get in touch with us at AMI. We'd love to help you out. If you're uh, a general healthcare practice, not necessarily in this space, you can definitely use this. Some of the questions may be a little bit different, but I'm going to show you the questions that you'll want to go through to find the answers to this persona. So this is what it comes down to. This is probably the most important point. I'm going to highlight this. We are going to survey the absolute top patients that are in your practice. And there's several different ways of doing this, but there's one way in particular that works by far the best. It gives you the best information and the most action you can take off the information because you're going to be able to on the fly spot a true, a true genuine response. That's going to give you a nugget that you won't get anywhere else. There's not even the, the highest paid consultants would actually use this exact process if they were flown out to your practice and had a week to go through to create this, you would spend $40,000, $60,000 just to go through this process. But I'm going to show you a very easy and simple way that you can go through. It only takes uh, maybe a week's time, not full time, to go through to create this. So to do this survey, we're going to go through and we're going to find Ideally, I want to isolate this and have you find and identify your top 15 patients in your practice. So again, these are the people that they maybe just right away fit your practice perfectly. They're fast to start, didn't have a lot of objections. They love the service that you offer. They rave about you. They've left success stories. They're the type of person that refers often that also whenever you have a new offering, they're front in line to see what that offering is. So that's your ideal client. And I'm gonna go through how to identify this. So I like those desirable characteristics. That's what I first look for. However, here is how you can choose those 15 people that you're first gonna go through to ask questions to. So one would be your established patients with a high dollar lifetime value. So maybe they made a big purchase or many purchases in your practice. So it could be patients that have a higher PV patient visit average of blank or more. So using your software, your patient management software, you can go through and find out those patients because they're the ones that have stuck around that are most likely getting amazing results in your practice. And so those are the people that you want to get this information from because you want to attract more of them. They're not the tire kickers. Um, and I mentioned this before, established patients who refer the most. So there's... Some information like you, if you track this in your marketing from flow to conversion, so the, the timeline when it takes from first contacting this prospective new patient to when they start, if you track that, then you would want to choose those patients that had the fastest from first reach to starting care. And so I mentioned that earlier, the people that, are, that have the less friction to actually starting one of your care packages or purchasing one of your services. Again, if you guys have any questions, type them in. This is a live. And so 
want to be able to give you the best nugget you can. And if you're watching this as a recording, go ahead and type it in for the next couple of weeks. I definitely go through and help answer any questions you have. So just type them in the discussion. You can also private message me and I'll answer any questions you have. So with the 15, so say we pulled those 15 patients that are our ideal patient that we would want to clone. The best way, the first way, I'm going to go through five of them. The best way is to have an actual knee-to-knee so in-person interview, and this only takes, you want to let them know that this is only going to be a 15 to 20 minute at the most, just quick conversation. And this is great because you're not going to be sitting there with a clipboard and writing down the answers to each question. You're going to go through and you're going to ask them if it's okay for you to record so you can transcribe this later. So you could have an app recording it like Teamy. Uh, teamy.com, T-E-M-I.com, or you could use otter, O-T-T-E-R.ai is a great one for transcribing. So it immediately transcribes, uses AI to do that. Uh, but you're going to go through and just in the conversation, whatever flows naturally with your questions and your follow-up questions, you just want to record all that and so you can document it. So you're going to take that information and you're going to aggregate it for each of the questions to find the commonalities between these people. Because I guarantee you're going to find some very particular traits that maybe you didn't know before for, you can use towards your marketing. So the best is when it's in person and you can be spontaneous with the flow of your questions, but also your follow-up questions. And I'm going to give you some question ideas to use for this in a second. Second best is where you're contacting them by phone. And I don't like this as much because in person, you're able to see if somebody is more appeasing that you're asking them and interviewing them and you're not getting the, the genuine response. You want the core genuine reflex response that they have towards your question. And so that's why it's second best is by phone. Again, tell them 15 to 20 minutes at the most. Let them know that you would like to transcribe uh, the conversation so that you can help increase the impact of your practice. Third is where they're in person, but they don't have time to do an interview. And you could simply create your survey using one of the tools I'll mention here in a second and create a QR code. And so then from their phone, they could scan the QR code and start filling out the questions. Fourth, is where you take your top 15 people and probably need more because not everyone's going to respond and you text out a link to one of the platforms that has your questions and they're going to fill it that way. And then the fifth best way down the line is actually where you send out an email to these, these, these perfect patients and ask them for their feedback. And unfortunately, email is not opened up as much and they're getting so many of these random quizzes from other businesses to review them that they may overlook this or just delete it or let it slide in their timeline of their email. So those disappear. So I want to get action and by far the best is when you're actually conversing with this person. So I recommend those two. So with that in mind, I'm going to roll through. Oh, here's two quick tips. And I already mentioned part of this. So in person, you want to refrain from actually taking notes because that will distract and it will actually create a, a brevity of the response. And so that's why I recommend that let them know you're going to transcribe your notes and that you'll just have like the Teamy app or Otter app open 
So it makes it easier. And then you're just going to have a conversation as you go through the different questions. They're simply going to be an outline of the questions you're going to ask. Um, then here, I put a couple more notes in this that when you are face to face, they can actually see that you're genuinely interested in this information. And that is huge. That's why you will get the best answer, the best data if you do this in person. So I'll take one step back. So one step of this is those 15 perfect patients. We're going to still take the same survey and then we're going to send it out to several hundred, if not thousands of your other potentially ideal patients. So these would be the people that you identified that had the high P, higher PVs or completed their care plans. So we want to get that information. That is, that is gold. However, the interview of these 15 is the diamonds because that is we're going to get the absolute best information. So we're going to do both of those. So with that in mind, I recommend that you don't lax on considering doing the personal interview. It will be well worth it. And if you've done it, if this is a, now you're watching this as a recording, you've already done it, definitely message me back. I want to hear how it went for you because I, I love hearing the stories like this because this inspires me to do more of these type of granular trainings to give you tools that's going to tr completely transform the delivery of your practice. So the next tip on this, don't follow it like a script. Just plug in the questions just like you would a natural conversation. You get the flow like that. So again, keep it 15 to 20 minutes. It's going to be a challenge because there's about 18 different questions on here. So you don't want to dig too long on any of these. Uh, the two platforms that I like, there's two that work the best. SurveyMonkey is actually a, uh, I think it actually got purchased outright by HubSpot, but it's now under the HubSpot brand. And so I'm not sure if they merged, but I'm pretty sure they just got bought out all right. So if you're an AMI client, we already recommend HubSpot. So this information can go right into your HubSpot. So there's ways of doing that. Regardless, either SurveyGizmo or SurveyMonkey, those are the two that I like. You don't need to sign up for any annual plans. You definitely do not want to use the free plan. You want to use just a one-month plan. And so they're month-to-month. -month. So you would sign up, for example, with SurveyMonkey and discontinue it a couple weeks after you've done the survey. What's great is this is something we'll want to use later. SurveyMonkey will keep your account live, but it will downgrade you to the free account when you stop paying. So when you tell them that you're going to downgrade it from a, the professional account down to the free account, you just can't access all of your information. Once you've done a survey, it's very easy to export all of your information. But what I love about these two platforms is it aggregates all of the questions. So all your responses from question one will be in this document. All of your responses from question two can be in this document. So it creates this silo of the information. So you're able to sort through and synthesize the information you just gathered. The other part that I love about this is uh, a lot of times patients have become blind, especially if they're established patients, to some of your emails from your email address, from your practice. So SurveyMonkey sends it on your behalf through their email servers. 
and they have a very high uh, inbox inboxing rate. So it's much more likely to show up in their inbox. So it's not going to affect your sender score. You're actually using their superior sender score to arrive in your patient's inbox. So I love that part, that feature of it. And I mentioned this before, they aggregate each all the data. And again, this is my notes. I, I wanted to type all this up so that you actually could see this. So here we go with the actual survey that you're gonna go through. So the concept, you wanna thank them for helping us shape the future of your practice. And you're basically gaining insights to make things even better. All responses are not only private, but also anonymous. We are reviewing these to help create an even better experience here. And again, if you're speaking with your first 15 patients, the patients that absolutely love being in your practice, they're getting great results, they're gonna love to help you. So this is the great thing about this approach. So now we need to make it okay that they don't take, if they get this by email, let's say this is the second batch that you do and you're sending this out to a thousand past or current patients, if they see a survey and they see there's 20 questions on there, they're like, oh man, I don't have time for that. So you wanna make it okay for them to fill out just a few of them. If you say that, what happens is they're much more likely to actually follow through and fill them out anyway, but you just gave them permission to not necessarily fill them all out. What's great about these two platforms too is even if they chose to answer question one, two, five, and 19, it will still create and keep those responses for you even though they didn't fill it all out. So that is great. So there's some very basic ones. Some of these, if you're in person, you wouldn't necessarily ask, uh, like you would know if they're already married, so you may not ask that question or their age. If they have children, how many children do they have? If you're in person again, maybe you just want, you would ask them their names. Just again, keep, keep the, the affinity there and the conversation going. You may already know their occupation, but specifically you could ask like, Oh, you're, I know you're an engineer. What type of engineer are you? And they could say specifically, oh, you know, I'm a computer engineer or no, I'm a mechanical engineer. That's a very different industry. And what if through this, you actually found out you attract many mechanical engineers, contractors and so forth. So it's going to actually change the shape of your marketing. What is your educational background? That is a safe way of saying, do you have a college degree? Because if they do have a college degree, they're going to say, oh, I have a master's or a PhD or a doctorate and blank. Uh, this is, now we're getting into the more important points here. We really want to find out what they do for fun. This is a way you can find out where your people, these ideal patients are hanging out in your community, the activities that they'd like to do, because then you can actually target those events, those venues, or even segmenting them on when you're doing any digital marketing like Facebook ads or even LinkedIn. So what, what do you do for fun or in your free time? And so this is where I put a little bit more emphasis where I want to gather more detail if I can. Also, do you have any hobbies? So if any of you have ever done Facebook advertising, you can see the interests and how, if you just choose one interest, how it directly affects your reach for your ads. So it becomes a very specific message, but also if you're building your campaigns, you'll see that if you message this person, this, this is the, the, I mentioned that one of my personas in my practice was that 38 year old weekend warrior male that they like mountain biking, they like hockey and they like rock climbing. 
They might not like all those, but if I had a picture of somebody mountain biking and talked about that, I'm going to gain their attention much more than I would if I had a picture of a woman that just finished yoga, carrying her yoga mat, sipping a tea. So this is where we're getting that information of what that's, what's going to be the, the overall feel for our marketing and promotional pieces. So do you have any hobbies? Also, are you involved in any activities or organizations? So this is where we can find out what groups are part of, whether it's a athletic group, if it's an organization, if they're doing any volunteer work or if they're part or uh, basically a volunteer for a, a nonprofit organization. We want all that information. What are your top, this is a crazy one for me. I really want to find out what are the recreational activities that I'd like to participate in. So this would be on a routine or semi-routine basis. So this is to find out if they work out. In a later question I have on here for you, I, I would get even more specific. I want to find out what type of gym or what gyms did they go to. So I would make a list of the, the five brands of gyms in my area, whether it was a personal private gym or it's a LA fitness or a spree, or if it's a lifetime fitness, because the people that go to anytime fitness, there's a lot different person that goes to lifetime fitness. So if you have those in your town, you'll see a totally different demographic. You drive through a parking lot, it's a completely different car, but which one is already attracted to your practice? That's where you want to be marketing. What type of online print, online or print information articles do you read? So I want to find out where do they go to get their knowledge? Do they go to a specific site whenever they want to reference something or research something? And the next question goes a little bit more detail. What online publications, blogs, or social media networks do you pay attention to? And so this would be where they're frequenting or if they're subscribed to something like Mashable.com or Huffington Post. Like for mine, I like to go to Engadget.com or Lifehacker.com. So that's how would they answer that? Because you can actually show specific ads to that type of traffic for just your local area. It's real interesting how granular you can get after you get this information, but you're not going to get that anywhere else except from a survey like this. This one's really important. Which social media networks do you use personally and also how often? This may be one of the most important questions and I wanted this buried after about eight or nine. So there's a commitment. They've already made the micro commitments. So this one, they may put a little bit more detail in. So if you're doing this one by the personal interview, this one, you could spend a little bit more time on or pull a little bit more to get more information. But this question is, take me back to the day you decided to explore treatment options for your condition. What was going on in your life that made you think about making this decision to get care? That is huge. So I want to know all the factors, like the things that were on their mind at the time, the, the crazy obstacles that were happening that were in their way that made them lean one way or the other. What was it about our message that came across to them that really resonated with them? What was it? Was it an offer they found or was it our website? Was it a referral? What was going on in their head? And this is an open-ended question. You ask this question, you're going to get the most detailed and amazing information. And again, I want you guys to type in the chat or private message me, DM me. 
I want to hear when you go through and get this question of not necessarily have to send it to me, but I want to know if it gave you some incredible insights on your marketing and promotional flows. Now we're going to a little bit more of their condition. What activity or activities were you being kept from because of your blank, your pain, injury, arthritis, or joint dysfunction that inspired you to seek care at ABC Wellness? So this is, again, another angle of finding out those recreational activities or their favorite activities of daily living that they could no longer or had been impeded from performing. Next, I want to find out how did you hear about ABC Wellness? What initially attracted you to us? What was your first impression of us? Were you the main person doing the research when you found us? If not, who was? This one I love simply because you're going you're to find out who the person was doing the research for. You may find it was a husband for the wife or wife for the husband or parent or a friend or a coworker. I, I want to know this. Again, when we aggregate all this data, it's going to be one source. So what three words would you have used to describe ABC and wellness while you were comparing other offices or alternatives? So if you don't mind me asking, what words would you have used to describe the other offices that you're evaluating? And this is interesting because this particular question is going to pull some of the branding or messaging or unique selling propositions of these other clinics or these other alternatives that they were considering before they chose you. And I just have a few more. What was your biggest concern or reservation, if any, about buying your treatment plan from us? So I want to find out what the main concern was. Again, if this is an established patient, they're going to be upfront about it. And let you know right away what was going on in their head. And then last, I believe this is one of the last, no, I got three more. Why did you choose ABC Wellness over another office? What could make ABC Wellness even better? Whether it be in the new patient process you went through or afterwards. And then last two, what could we do to reach more people just like you? And that's a great validation for them to let them know like you're the perfect patient. We want to find more people just like you. And it may also inspire referrals from them even more in the future. Just the fact that you asked that one question. And lastly on this, what is, what is most important to you when selecting a clinic to go to? This is, and this is my personal opinion, because being able to see some of the data that we're seeing from other clinics that are doing this, it's the trust, it's the credibility, and it's also the value that the perceived value that they're going to get from choosing your practice or your promotional offer of what you put together for a package. So in 2021, you have to be building up the value in everything that you do, but online, you have to develop online trust. And that's obviously through your success stories, through your testimonials. Trust is a huge one right now, but credibility and that comes from video testimonials. It comes from you being able, being seen on other sites, so other directory sites, being able to have reviews on those other directory sites that people can read. It needs to be having a robust Google My Business, so you show up on Google Maps with a lot more reviews than your competition. 
But that, those are the things that I think you're going to find. So I'm guessing. But that's what I've seen so far that are the most important points when somebody's selecting a clinic to go to. Now, lastly on here, I put a few alternatives. So I put, I believe, three alternatives. So do you go to a gym or did you go regularly pre-COVID? If so, what type of gym did you frequent? And I put in here, you want to put the gyms. So this is just an alternative. If you wanted to put it in my personal survey, I would definitely have this. So LA Fitness, a private trainer or gym, Orange Theory, Golds, Lifetime, or Anytime Fitness. Again, when you go through and aggregate the data, you're going to have 62% go to blank, 38% go to this, and 22% go to this, and each of the rest have like 5%, 10%, 9%. But being able to see that information, those are the collaborations you're going to want to create in 2021 for sure. Then what are the top three things on your bucket list? This is just a, two spitball questions if you had the, the time to put them in there. So I want to find out what are the future, what are the goals? If uh, you're living in, if your practice is in Scottsdale, which has a little bit, in, like in Florida here, a little bit more of uh, an older population, what are the things they're still striving to do that's on their bucket list left? And they're not being able to do possibly because of their unwanted health condition or the just aging and arthritis that you're able to help them with. And another one that I would sprinkle in in the middle, consider is putting what local events do you like to attend? Right now I pulled it off because of COVID, but I want to find out again where this perfect patient likes to go for local events, where it's a particular type of show, it's a particular venue that's put on. If it's a, like a, a black tie affair that, that a lot of them like to go to, I want to find that information. And then lastly, one thing I want to do, especially for those first 15, the top 15, I want to reward their time. So I definitely want to get them something that's a little bit more substantial. So this would be a gift card. And I recommend if you're doing the in-person interviews, make it something that's special in your area. So um, like my parents live in Wichita, Kansas. They love this steak place called 6S. And if anybody mentions 6S, they're like, oh, they just have this experience of that visit pop in their head. So I would want to get a gift card. I mean, even if it was like $35 gift card for 6S, if I was living in Wichita, Kansas, for people that took the time to do that. When you're doing the survey, perhaps have for the first 50 people that respond, you're going to provide them a $20 Amazon gift card. Again, this is something you're going to do maybe once a year, but the data that you're going to gather from this is worth tens of thousands of dollars. Your Kathy had a quick question here. Uh, you could change it to pre-COVID. What local live events did you enjoy? Look forward to attending in the, in the future. Yes, that's a great way of positioning because then when everything does open up, this is where they're, they're hopefully going to be going to because they've missed out on it for so long. Great. Thanks, Kathy. So look at this is going to cost a little bit for this. I recommend never put it as just, hey, here's a 10% discount on your future services. Nobody will fill out the survey. Again, this is your perfect patient. This, this very particular slice of your demographic that you want to attract. So I would create a very good reward for these people for filling out that information. All right. So now you've gathered that information. This is the beauty of it. So that was 
I wouldn't say that's a hard part. It's more of the heavy lifting because you have to just make the commitment to do that. Once you have that information, now you're going to take that aggregate information and you're going to, with your team, boil it down. If you took all the people, now you have, you can see like, wow, now I have that 42 year old professional female here. And then for the guys, there's this 52 year old on the average male and man, they love golf. So now you can create and choose just one of them to start with, but you're going to take then all the females that match this particular persona and refine it so that you can fill in the blanks. And so these are some of the things you're going to put together. So their average age. So this is your naming one person. So you're actually going to name them. So for the example of the woman, uh, well, I was talking to a doctor about this just a few days ago and he already knew right away that it was, her name was uh, Samantha. She loved golf and she was 58. That was his target persona from the data that he gathered. So in here, you would actually put Samantha, 58, female, married. She has three kids. They're all out of college, location, so the city, their occupation. This is the one you may not get is annual household income. There's different ways of getting that. We've talked about some of those and some of the other BNB shows. But we're, again, just painting the picture of this person. Their hobbies, fun downtime, what magazines, papers, or journals do they read? What TV shows, movies might they watch? Uh, what websites do they frequent? Where do they shop online? Do they go to events or shows during the year? Which, which one or what type? Then we want to get into their goals. So you're going to pull this information from what you gathered, from how they're speaking about why they chose your practice. These are all relevant to the service that they came to for your office. So some of their goals, like get back into the activity so I could play with my grandkids. If that was a common theme, then for sure, guess what? Your images and your messaging should be about being able to be active with your kids and grandkids. But that's where you're going to get the goals and you're going to create three or four statements about these aggregate goals that this population has, their values, some of the challenges that they had when they were going through life and challenges for them that they had to overcome that you're helping them with. Uh, pain points, so fears that they had about their future that you helped them with. And then objections. This is in particular about them starting on your care plan or choosing another clinic for the getting care. And then finally, this one, the last one is the role in the purchasing process. So were they one making a decision? Did they need to come with their significant other? And you'll have some of that information inside of your, your patient files, but also in the question of who helped with the research. And then general notes. So once you've taken that, and thank you guys for taking the time to, to actually watch. This is like an intense B&B &B show. But once you get that information, it's just going to be little statements and it's going to be, I've mentioned this before, like a play card. And when you're developing your marketing or promotional pieces, you're going to pull out one of these play cards and all of your promotional piece that you're working on at that moment is going to be as if you're speaking to that one person. So this is just an example where you can take a card. You have going to have a photo on it. So just choose a stock photo that kind of represents like the example of the 58 year old Samantha that's in Florida that loves golf. I would find a picture online and just paste it in there and then just have the different quadrants, like the areas of their education, 
all this mental part is their story, like their story about what they like to do, the challenges they have, the values that they have, uh, the considerations they have. So interests, hobbies, frustrations, it just should be on one side. You don't want this to be like a two page essay because you won't use it. It literally needs to be, and I'll show you another example, just a quick card like this even, just something you can reflect on. And each of these is just a few sentences that summarizes this particular person and a picture that represents them. So again, once you have this particular, and I'll do one more here. So here's Sarah. So when you're creating content, I imagine if I was creating a video on how to have the best, and this person was working from home, um, if I had very particular things that I knew about this person then that, and their obstacles and their challenges, then the next few videos that I shot that would go on social media or on a YouTube channel or even on my, uh, my uh, homepage of my website, I want to be as if I'm speaking right to Sarah and matching the things that she likes to do and the things she wants to be able to do in her life. So that is how you do it. So this is, uh, again, a little bit of a, a fire hose on how to create a persona, but most importantly, where you won't get anywhere else, is how to get the most precise data so that it is actually something that will work and works really, really well. Anyway, I hope that you guys find that useful. Again, definitely type into the conversation below in the discussion. I'd love to hear any questions you have, but also how you've applied this in the past, uh, how you're going to use it. And again, we want to definitely create more of a discussion on all the things we do at the B&B show. So thank you so much for taking this uh, went way over, but I'll see you next week at the next B&B show. We'll see you guys later.